What is up, everybody? It's your boy, MJ Gunner. And this is a very special edition of the Sons of Legends. As you notice, since I'm doing the intros this week, or this episode, my good friend Art Dog is not here to join me on this episode. Unfortunately, he had uh, other arrangements, but that is okay because I'm not alone. I got one of my favorite people to have on this podcast with me, Mr. Sam Spade. Yo, Spade, what's going on? Yo, 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 pop your 40s and grab your rollies. It's time. <laughs> it's crime time. But anyway, yo, Sam, it is Survivor Series week. Man, I am so excited. I love this time of year. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call it Survivor Series Scramble, but I get your point. <laughs> yeah, man, it's brand warfare, baby. It is brand warfare. We're going to be breaking down these matches that are going to be happening that are gonna be happening on Survivor Series. So why don't we jump right into it? Uh, we're going to start with the traditional tag team elimination match that's going to be happening on the pre-show. Raw tag teams against SmackDown tag teams. First of all, why is that on the pre-show? I don't know, but go ahead. I don't know. I mean, this, I think this match could be a pretty good win. On Raw this week, they actually, they actually had a battle royal to determine the team captains for the team Raw, which was won by Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, which, to be honest with you, is not a very bad, is not a bad choice for team captains, Spade. Yeah, I mean, you can do a lot better, but you can do a lot worse. I mean, both Chad Gable and Bobby Roode are seasoned tag team veterans. I mean, Chad Gable of American Alpha, they're former tag champs. And if you follow Bobby Roode before he got to WWE when he was in TNA, he was tag team gold. Okay, there was beer money. There was American. There's America's Most Wanted. Him and Austin Aries. Bobby Roode is a. Yeah, I love the beer money. Bobby Roode is a tag team vet. And I think that this two, I think that this duo is a pretty good choice for for uh, team captains. Not the best choice, obviously, because the best choice would have been the revival. But I digress. So mm, that's debatable. That is very debatable. All right, who would you chosen as team captains then? I mean, in all honesty, you know, on the raw side of things, there really isn't like a tag team that kind of stands out other than. Um, maybe AOP. Wait, that's mm-hmm. that's that's SmackDown, isn't it? Now AOP's raw, brother. The raw tag team champions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Y- y- y'all can tell my focus is on something totally different than raw. But um. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Go ahead. I, I I would say you know. Damn. I mean, I'm not. I'm not mad about the choice or whatnot. You know, it can go. It can make moves going forward. I can see that. I just hate how WWE has this type of bad logic this time of year where, you know, forget storylines, we're just going to work on Survivor Series and then go from there. And that point will be made much clearer a little later on. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So on Team Raw, they've got the Revival, Gable, and Bobby Roode. They have the Ascension. They have the Lucha House Party. And they have the B team. I believe is that everybody? I don't went with the B team. And they got the B team. I don't went with the B team just to troll everybody. 
and I believe the Slater and Rhino might be in that match too, but that's that's not enough tag teams though. It's more five tag teams, but either way, they were in the battle royal. I know that, but I don't know if they're actually in the match. Anyway, on SmackDown, well, I, hope, I hope they are because Heath Slater has kids, yo. <laughs> he got yes. kids. He's, he's needs his paycheck. He does. He definitely does. But anyway, on SmackDown side, we have the Usos. We have Sanity, the Good Brothers. They got the Shining Stars, and they have the New Day. Which team are you picking to win, sir? Uh, SmackDown by thirty thousand points. Oh man! I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. It is kind of lopsided. I think. You know, they have all... It's just because SmackDown has better tag teams than Raw does. I mean, to be completely honest with you, the two top premier Raw tag teams that have been doing... That have uh, been focused on for the last couple of months were McIntyre and Ziggler and Rollins and Ambrose. You know, the Shield and the Dogs of War. And now both those teams, are, they're, not even, they're not even in this thing, brother. Yeah, yeah, I'll just get ready to say, the, two top, the top two teams on Raw... Are made up of singles competitors. They are. So, so that right there, you know, and I'm only saying this because on paper it looks like SmackDown should win by a landslide on paper. Mm-hmm. But you know, you kind of got to look at it like how a football game goes. Any team can beat any other team on any given Sunday. Yeah, you know, I mean, all it takes is a fluke, some type of roll up, schoolboy distraction, anything can happen. I mean, and, you know, none of these teams are idiots. Right. Not even the ascension. Right. Let's not start counting teams out. I mean, they do have a Lucha House Party over there. That's a good one. And the Revival. And as I said, Gable and uh, Bobby Roode, they're a good tag team. I have faith in Team Raw, okay? I'm I'm back in Team Raw in almost all these matches. And to be honest with you, the only one that I'm truly and honestly on the fence about them winning would be this tag team match. Because it's so lopsided. Brother, it's just... It's almost not fair at some point. It's almost not. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with SmackDown on this one. All right, so next we have the champion versus champion tag team match, that being the AOP and the bar. What do you, you make of this match? Well, to be honest, this type of a match came out of complete left field. But, um, see... The fact that the big show is around makes things very interesting. But I think we might see a bit of Ellsworth 2.0 in a sense of remember how when Ellsworth and um, Strowman were at it, and for whatever reason, he kept getting the better of Strowman. Like, he couldn't beat him in the ring, but he'd always cost him matches and stuff. Yeah, I feel you. And don't forget... Yeah, I think that's what Drake is going to end up doing against the big show. Yeah, I and I saying, think AOP is going to steal this one. Don't forget that uh, AOP does have Drake Maverick on the outside. Uh, yeah, I honestly think that these two are the, you know, they're the best teams to uh, to put in there. And they're the best teams to go at it, you know, with the Rollins back down. Uh, the Usos have really, you know, they've really had their run as SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And as the as the uh, representatives in these kind of matches. So I'm happy the bar's going to get it. And AOP, you know, I just hope that this leads to a really big push for them. You know, I hope that this is just, you know, one of them Survivor Series things you were just talking about, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with 
stick with AOP. I think they're going to steal this one. Yeah, I got AOP too. All right, Spade, I can tell you're dying to talk about it. So let's get into the women's champion versus champion match. <laughs> Go ahead. Floor is yours. Ah, uh, yes. The revamped match of now being Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Now, not going to lie, out of the field of women that Becky could have chosen to replace her, it really boils down to either Charlotte or Oscar. Real talk. Let's just be honest here. Mm-hmm. You know, with maybe Naomi being a very close third, I suppose. Right. You know. Now, I wanted her to pick Oscar simply because we haven't seen her really in a high-profile match since she took those two L's. Yeah. You know. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about Carmella. Although, I yeah. She'd have been, she'd have been fine for hilarity but for this type of match and how big it was built up to be not not yet Carmella not yet (laughs) but um like I said I wanted Oscar but her picking Charlotte makes sense if not for the fact that like I said earlier in the show WWE logic is pretty stupid around this time of year because we can go back as far as two weeks ago where these two were at each other's throats Mm mhm and then, you know, I know accidents happen. You got to rewrite the script on the fly. But come on, have some type of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say longevity. Like, ha- have some substance. Like, make it, you know, you know, make things make sense. I can't think the word I want to use, guys. I apologize. There's a word for that. It's cool, but, but uh, let's go into why this match had to be changed. You know, at the end of Raw, we saw a team, yeah, Raw, the Raw yeah, women yeah. in the ring. And then Becky, who was who was uh backstage, had just tapped out Ronda Rousey. I know you saw that part, Sam Spade. Yeah, yeah she... I, I have mixed feelings about that. Why? I love Becky Witch. I really do. She the, the way that they're portraying her and the way she's eating it up, and it's actually pretty funny that the crowd is being you know rebellious as of cheering her no matter what. It's mm-hmm. pretty hilarious. So anyway, but um, you know, I like Ronda's, you know. When she's in there, you know, she's doing this, you can literally tell she's happy doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, she's never been happier in her life. Yeah. And I can respect that, considering I follow her UFC career and her judo career. Yeah. So, yeah, I have mixed feelings about it, but you had to know something like that was going to happen on the last week before, you know, the Survivor Series starts. So. Oh, yes. Raw got under as they say, because after Becky's a uh, little stint with Ronda backstage with the arm bar. She comes out to the ring with Team Raw standing in the ring. Everybody's thinking, oh, Becky's just by herself. And you, you hear the crowd go crazy for her. Man, that was insane. Like, you're on a Raw program and cheering some SmackDown Women's Champion. But anyway, uh, out comes the rest of the Team SmackDown. We got ourselves a good old-fashioned brawl. Yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty chaotic in there, Sam. And then... Uh, the, the big point was Nia Jax was backed up into the corner and then Becky Lynch goes, goes in to come at Nia Jax and then she catches a mean right hand or a left hand, which either one it was, I don't know which one it was, but. Yeah, that was the right, that was a really stiff ass right hand. Right hand, man, it busted, it busted Becky open and she finishes that segment. 
with blood all over her face. And then on SmackDown, we find out that, well, they told us that she's got a broken face and a severe concussion. So, Marty Jannetty's rolling over in his rocking chair. Uh, I'm sorry, not Marty Jannetty. Um, Brutus Beefcake, my bad, y'all. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, Becky had to pick someone to replace her and that bash she can't do it no more. And she picked Charlotte. Now, my take on this is, yeah, I realize accidents happen. And I'm not blaming Nia Jax for this one. I'm not. Because, as I just said, accidents happen. It's pretty chaotic in there. You know, and... I will address that in my real shit art uh, segment. Go ahead. All right, we'll get into that. But anyway, yeah, things later, happen. I'll address that then. Anyway, things With happen. With regards to Nia Jax. Things... Go ahead, Sam. But on the, well, when I first heard about it, because I was actually in and out of watching um, Raw, so I caught parts of the actual Brawl, but I didn't catch the main parts till a couple hours later. The first video I saw was just Nia just you know, clocking the shit out of um, Becky. And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, wow. I like, that hurt, you know. Then I saw a better angle in which it looked like Becky kind of stole on her first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, you know, that type of stuff happens in those type of chaotic brawls. Yeah. You know, it's just so unfortunate that that particular accident had that big of an impact on the show. Because they were actually talking about Becky and Ronda main eventing Survivor Series. I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, this match... Had the best build up coming into Survivor Series. I mean, this match had really great build up. Those two are going at each other back and forth on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, people were amped to see this. I was amped to see this. And, you know, I'm just a little disappointed that it's not happening. You know, I'm a huge, huge, huge Becky Lynch fan. So obviously, you know, seeing her get hurt like this kind of sucks. But anyway, I'm not one to. You know, get all upset about things that happen. You know, let's move on. And I think Charlotte and Ronda will be a great match. I think so. It'll be Who's Ronda's best match. Hmm? Who's your pick to win? Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with Red. I gotta go Ronda. Even though I would not be mad if Charlotte won just to avenge Becky Lynch. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> if I was pulling for SmackDown on any one of these matches, it would be that one. Okay, I'm going to give two answers here. Go ahead. Okay. In the name of logic, I'm going to say Ronda's going to win due to outside interference from Becky Lynch. Really? Like, if I were doing things like this and I made that kind of a decision, you know, keeping in mind what happened, you know, the fact that they were beefing not too long, like not even two weeks ago, I would have some something set up where, you know, Becky calls Charlotte the match and say, you know, no one's going to beat Charlotte or no, no one's going to beat Becky or Ronda but me type of situation. Okay. Now, if we're going to throw logic completely out the window, I'm still going to give it to Ronda Rousey simply because I don't think she's ever going to lose until WrestleMania. I feel you, Sam Spade. I feel you. All right. Now, on to the Raw Women Elimination Match. All right. On Raw Steam... We have Nia, Tamina, Ruby Riot, Natalia, and uh, Mickey James. 
on SmackDown. They've got Asuka, Naomi, Sonya Deville, and Carmella. So before we even get into this, who's taking that fifth spot on SmackDown, Sam Spade? No fucking clue. They haven't even addressed this yet, and I find that to be pretty ironic considering it's a pretty big deal, but then a lot of other things did overshadow that. And the fact that they don't have that fifth spot filled yet makes it kind of intriguing and makes you want to see who it's going to be. I personally think it should be Nikki Cross. I feel you. I personally think, because I can't really think of nobody else on SmackDown that's not already involved in something else that can make that, you know, match even better. Like, can't put Lana there. Um, Can't put Zelina there. You're overlooking two very important factors, Sam Spade, but I will get into that on my turn. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> if I was making that decision, I would pick. I would pick Peyton Royce. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, I don't think Peyton gets enough credit as a wrestler that she is because she's not that bad. She's actually pretty good, to be honest with you. You know, she's agile and graceful, and she's she's got one of the best bridges in the business. You know, at least in a women's division. Have you, have you ever will, seen her hit that normalized suplex? I will say to the the hmm? link in the description where you can, like, you know, blow him up for saying that, y'all, it'll be down there. Man, whatever. Like I said, y'all be <laughs> hating sometimes, I Like, swear. don't get me wrong. I like the Iconics for what they're doing. You know, they're drawing the heat the right way, and mm-hmm. they get people talking. Mostly bad, but... You know, it's their mm-hmm. character, not the specific person. Uh-huh. So, you know, they're growing on me, you know. Not like how a fungus would, but they are growing <laughs> on me. Yeah, I get you. But honestly, it was probably supposed to be Charlotte. So that's probably why yeah. they haven't addressed this, you know. Charlotte was supposed to have that fifth spot. But, you know, they got to change things on the fly. But now let's talk about the Raw women, because... I don't see how Natalia is supposed to work on the same team as Ruby Riot right now. I don't see how that's going to happen. When you have the tag team, I don't even know what they call themselves. I'm going to call them the Samoa SWAT Team 2.0. Yeah, Nia And Nia Jax and Tamina. When you have that duo, you pretty much set for life. Oh, you think so? I mean, like, there's been rumors and hopefully it'll come to fruition relatively soon. About a, about a women's tag team division. Mm-hmm. So, like you've seen Oscar and Naomi team up quite a bit. Of course, Bailey and Sasha, who is probably the only team on paper that can probably beat um, Tim Tamina and Nia Jax. Right. But uh, let's get more into this uh, thing with Natalia and Ruby Wright. Because we all saw last week on Raw where they were having that six women a tag team match, kind of a rematch from uh, Evolution. And then Natty has Sarah Logan in the sharpshooter. And she also wore her father's Jim Anvil Nightheart's uh, sunglasses out there to the ring with her. And then Ruby Riot takes them and then snaps them in two. Uh, I have to give a shout out to my illustrious boss, Trisha, for acknowledging that those glasses came from the dollar store. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to keep Key Fable alive over here, Sam Spade. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to keep Key Fable alive. That was, I'm sorry that was funny, though. 
That that was funny. But anyway, when you when I, I'm not gonna lie, when I first saw the glass, I said, "Okay, first of all, those glasses are way too small for the type of glasses that Jim Avril and Nyha are used to wear." You know, they used to wear those those square boys. Mm-hmm. So that and so I get the fact it was symbolic, but you know, if you were going for that route, at least get a pair of glasses that actually looks like something you'd wear. But anyway, but, yeah. Uh, you no, know, but that's just me nitpicking, though. Be honest, that's just me nitpicking. Yeah. The entire segment itself, it it well actually didn't do what it's supposed to do because most fans saw right through that. Like, okay. But the promo she gave after that, though. Yeah, Ruby Riot just came out there, no fucks given, pretty much. That's that's what that was (laughs) this week on Raw. She comes out there, she's acting like she's all sad and whatever. But she, but that thing, she realized, she reveals that she's not. And you, it looked like it was pretty emotional for Natalia. You know, she gets a a thumbs up from me for uh, keeping the emotion there. You know, she was trying her best. You know, and she did her part. She did what you know what was supposed to be done since Sam Spade since Sam Spade already killed Key Fable. Well, if you watch <laughs> Total Divas, then you know that that's relatively easy for her to do. But yeah, let's keep it moving. Yeah, she was she was good. All right, uh, next. I'm sorry, that was a dig at uh, Tyson Kidd, but let's keep it moving. All right, next, let's talk about Rollins and Nakamura, Intercontinental Champion. United States champion, who's your pick? Well, up until last night, this match was probably going to be match of the night. Mm-hmm. Up until last night. I will get to that in a second. Yeah, go ahead. But um, this match also has the least amount of build, which I find ironic as well, because Nakamura, I haven't even seen much of him since he started doing the... Uh, Knock, what do you call it? Knock America? Yeah, the Knock America thing. He's, uh, he's, uh, and yeah. it, was, it has a nice ring to it, but I haven't seen much of him since then. That's because he hasn't really been on SmackDown since winning the United States Champion. Did you know he's been United States Champion for over 100 days? Yeah. And he's it's like, almost like once he got it, they took him off TV like he was injured or something. Yeah, I don't understand that, you know. But, uh, yeah, I would say that I want Rollins to win, but. I would not think that it's gonna happen because a certain lunatic has nothing to do that night. <laughs> Give me a break. And Dean Ambrose is probably going to uh to cost Rollins the victory there. And even uh even though last night, I mean on Monday night, Rollins said he wasn't even really focused on Nakamura. And that's not the way to come into this match. You know, he's, he's kind of... You're not going to be Nakamura not focusing on him, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's kind of, uh, he's distracted. You know, Ambrose was on Raw this week, and he finally talked. He finally he finally gave us a little bit of insight on what he was doing. You know, he's talking about how much of a burden it was to be their brother and always have their back. And then after that, he does one of the most despicable things that he could do to a sh- to anybody who's a fan of a shield, and then he burns his vest. Uh, you, you call that despicable? I call it downright stupid. Why is that? Why would you douse any type of fabric in gasoline right next to a car, which is also right next to a flaming barrel? Yeah. Somebody didn't think this through. 
Because that could have ended really bad. Yeah, I was wondering why he doused it in gasoline, too. But, anyway. Just throw it in. It's already, the fire's already there. It's going to burn. Yeah. And somebody didn't think that through. And, again, that's me nitpicking, but I think I'm justified in this one. That could have ended real badly. That could have been a McMahon thing on a real level, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Yeah, that that was bad. I mean, it was a good promo and everything, and, you know, it did what it's supposed to do. It's symbolic that, you know, he's done with the shield, and he's done being people's brothers, and Ambrose is looking out for Ambrose right now, and I can't really blame him for that, but at the same time, me being a shield fan, I can't help but feel a little bit hard. All of this can be blamed or thanked, however you want to look at it, to Drew McIntyre and Ziggler. Yeah, they because did. Because back then, you know, they were getting into his head, and you can't deny that what they were saying wasn't true, because it was true, or at least most of it. Yeah, I would say some of that stuff had a ring of, a ring of truth to it, but I think he just let people get to get in his head, and they're nitpicking at his brain, and... That's basically what happened. They helped crumble the shield. McIntyre's McIntyre was right to take credit for that Monday night. <laughs> now, he helped crumble the shield. Now the question that's looming over everybody's head, or not looming over everybody's head, but the question that looms over this type of situation is, would they, and if they would, when would they have pulled the trigger on the Ambrose turning heel had Roman Reigns not had to bow out? Ooh, I don't know. I mean... Because, see, I still find it very weird that they pulled the trigger the same night. I mean, I honestly... Like, I, can, I can see why they did it to generate that much more heat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that did rub some people the wrong way because even though it's not necessarily WWE's fault in this regard, once Roman made that announcement, most people tried to treat the Raw as like a tribute show. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, and uh, I, for one, was looking forward to seeing Ambrose and Rollins win the titles and they do it for Roman and all this other stuff. And, you know, it was a pretty good time to turn them. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, if you want to get them to be heel and get them to be, you know, uh, the get the reactions that, that they wanted him to get, I think it was a good time to turn them. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to separate the show from what's happening in real life. Yeah, but unfortunately, many of their greatest storylines is because of what happened in real life. Yeah, I know. A.K.A. Matt Hardy, Leland, Edge. Oh, yes, yes. Macho Man, Hogan, and Elizabeth. Yeah, that was. those are really good examples, Sam Spade. You're right. They do play off real life a lot. And I think they did that with this one, too. You know, yeah. Ambrose is just sick and tired of being everybody's brother, and he's he's sick and tired of being a part of now, the group. Now, I read an article that stated that this particular author believed that this is just Dean Ambrose's way of mourning the loss of his brother, Roman Reigns, for being on TV, you know, for all that kind of stuff. And at first I said, okay, that's way left field. But then... This is John Moxley we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's something that I wouldn't completely throw away, you know, something to think about, but I don't think that's the case here. I just think he just went full-blown heel because we quietly need a full-blown heel on Raw. Yeah, we do. There's not a lot of those 
I'd say McIntyre's probably the biggest main event heel they got right now. Who? Drew McIntyre. Oh. I would say it's either between him and Miz. The Miz is on SmackDown. I thought we were talking about on Raw. Wasn't he just on Raw like last week? No. Miz is on SmackDown. Where's your head at, brother? Uh, I know what my head is at. The scramble we call Survivor Series. <laughs> yes, yeah, the Survivor oh, that's Series. Like, that's like what you're mind right now. Yeah. All right. I, I want to speak on that when we get to that point, too. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right. Uh, now to the men's Smack uh, Survivor Series Elimination Match. On Raw, we have Strowman, Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Finn Balor. On SmackDown, they have The Miz's team captain. They have Samoa Joe. They have Jeff Hardy now. They have Rey Mysterio. And they have Shane McMahon. Sam Spade, your pick. Uh, did we pick the last one? Did we pick the last one? I don't Shoot. think we did. I think, alright, uh, your pick for the last one then. Okay, real quick. Go ahead. I believe that Nakamura's going to win simply because he's going to, uh, Ambrose is going to call it a distraction whether he actually does anything or not. His presence is going to be felt. Like you said, he has nothing to do that night. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, at this point, Seth Rollins is good enough and he's high enough on the ladder he can take an L. And you know, putting over Nakamura would not be a bad thing. So I'm giving it. I'm giving that win to Nakamura. Yeah, I gotta give the Shinsuke too. I think Ambrose will get involved somehow or another. And even if he's not involved, you know, Rollins will probably get distracted. You know, in his own head or whatever. And as you said, Nakamura could probably use this win more than Seth Rollins could. So I'm gonna go Nakamura too. Yep. All right, your pick for the men. If you would please. All right. Now, we can talk about the men's Survivor Series style match. And on paper, it's kind of like how we said before, Raw should win by a landslide. Mm-hmm. However, you have the best in the world on the side of SmackDown, which is the biggest load of shit I've heard in my life. Oh, Lord, give me a break. You got the real best in the world on the side of Raw, that big Dolph Ziggler. He should have won that tournament. No, um, men should have won that tournament. No, no I mean, but, but storyline going, Shane stole that from Dolph Ziggler. See, I, I'm still confused as to how, why would they even, like, I can see if Miz was actually hurt. But I later found out it was all a work. I think it was, and I said this on this show, I think it was to get a fresh Shane McMahon against a not-so-fresh Dolph Ziggler. That was, that was I trickery. Mean, see, here's the thing about Shane McMahon. See, they put Shane McMahon into this light where even though he wrestles twice a year, he's good, and that's not the case. Really? Now, he's a good worker. Don't get me wrong. He's a mm-hmm. good worker, and he can, you know, hold his own in a match. But he should not be able to beat Dolph Ziggler under no circumstances. I don't care if Dolph had three matches prior. He should not be able to beat him even if he is fresh. 
James is not fat damn good. I honestly, I honestly think you're off base on that one. Shane is a pretty, yo, know, he's a pretty good wrestler who's not an actual wrestler, you know. And Dolph that, was that's pretty my point. Wounded. He's good for somebody that doesn't wrestle a lot, but that doesn't mean he's good on the whole scope of things. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, he probably couldn't. I mean, nowadays, I know he he couldn't uh, do it, you know, every week, every week. But when in his heyday. Well, just a young Shane McMahon, I think Shane could have made it. I think if he was uh, an actual superstar, let's, let's he could have done it. Let's go some of the matches he had now. They're not bad matches by any stretch, don't get me wrong, but look at who he was wrestling, though. Steve Blackman. Yeah. He just did what just well with Kane. I, I'm, I'm watching the roof for this aggression area. He's in a field with Kane. Yeah, I mean, Kane is up there, you know, but yeah, Kane. I'm just saying to have Shane, like, first of all, the whole tournament, with. Hmm? Hold, hold on one quick second because I got a line coming in. I'm not going to answer it, but I'm waiting for it to be. Right. So. But anyway, yeah, I think Shane McMahon, you know, is, is a pretty good one. You know, he's a pretty good wrestler who's not a wrestler. You know, but I don't think that Shane should be in this match. I put it like this. I would put David Arquette as a better wrestler than Shane McMahon. Wow. Yeah, well, I said okay, it. you're reaching. You're definitely reaching right now. You're reaching. Come I on. I would say David Arquette is a better wrestler than Shane McMahon. I'm happy. You heard it here first from the mouth of Sam Spade. I'm happy. Now there's my the fight hold. in the box, too. Man, I'm half tempted to hang up this phone right now, Chef Spade, because you're <laughs> reaching. you reaching hard. Shane no, McMahon reaching, is a better wrestler that's, than that's David not, Arquette. That's not reaching at all. Matter of fact, I, no, I ain't gonna go that far. I ain't gonna go that far. I was gonna say Bill Alfonso, but I ain't gonna go that far. Uh, you already, you already, you already went pretty far, man. Now that that was low. That's that's a low blow, Shay. Uh, Sam Spade, come on. That's but, not a low blow. <laughs> that's my opinion. Yeah, I like I said, Shay has put on some great matches. I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. But that's not due to him being a great wrestler. It's due to him being a good worker and being able to, you know, take bumps and stuff. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Because many of the matches, he don't win. He just fly around the ring and take bumps. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Sam Spade. You know, he is pretty good at those big spots. You know, he yeah, seems like, like he sees I Jeff Hardy. Him spot monkey because that's actually reserved for Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. But anyway, I don't think Shane McMahon should be in this batch, though. I don't think no. so. They Hell have no. too many... Up and comers on SmackDown right now to have Shane holding one of those spots on the Survivor Series team, which is why I'm going to go with Raw. I go with Raw. And speaking of Raw, what do you think of this thing with Strowman and Baron Corbin and all this stuff? Because Raw actually started with the Battle Royal this week, and then Braun Strowman just comes out and throws everybody out of the ring and says he's not leaving until he gets Baron Corbin. And then Steph comes out and they work out a deal. And basically he can have them after Survivor Series if they win. Now, what's ironic about that is I completely forgot there was a match before all of that happened. All I remember is Stephanie McMahon reminding everybody that everyone has a price. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I took away from that whole segment because the way she stood Braun Strowman down and made the deal. Oh my God, my like, damn. Just bitched him up, huh? <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. 
But are you looking forward to to seeing uh, Strowman get his hands on Baron Corbin? Because to be honest, I am. I cannot wait to see that. I'm not a very big fan of Constable Corbin. I like Baron Corbin when he was a lone wolf. You know, that guy was pretty cool, but I don't really like Constable Corbin that much, to be honest with you. I don't refer to him as Constable Corbin. I refer to him as Constipated Corbin. <laughs> oh, Constable that, that's first, Keyball. and I do agree his lone wolf gimmick was by far ten times better than this one. Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> But this gimmick is doing what it's supposed to do, though. Yeah, he's your pretty skin. good heel. He's getting all that heat. I, I, I haven't said all of that. I actually believe they're going to do something really stupid with this angle because they're going to stretch it out as long as they can to make sure Braun doesn't get a hold of Corbin. And then when he finally does, something ridiculous is going to happen. Like somebody's going to come back and cost him the match or some weird distraction is going to come. Maybe Drew McIntyre. Because quiet as kept, he has owned Braun Strowman twice now. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I just see Barry Corbin, he's he going to stay one step ahead of um, Strowman. And I don't know why WWE is afraid to pull the trigger on him and just let him be the dude. Strowman, I don't know. You know, I think that ship almost has sailed at this point. Like, he's been chasing a universal title for a while now. And, you know, he didn't look great against Brock Lesnar. You know, I know it was because, of, you know, the storyline and everything. But it just I think that makes him look bad. You know, how are we supposed to believe him as this unstoppable force and this big monster and Lesnar's just throwing him around the ring? You know what I'm saying? Lesnar no-sold everything. I mean, he didn't get one move off in that match with Crown Jewel except for a kick. Uh, I, I was talking about the match before that one, but yeah, because I don't really call that Crown Jewel match even a damn match. Yeah, that, that, was that was just a, ridiculous. That was a massacre. Lesnar just F5 in him. That's all he did in that match was F5s. This is ridiculous. Yeah. How you gonna squash Braun Strowman like that? I don't know. And I think that really did, you know, that was a huge step backwards for Braun Strowman, in my opinion. But, as I said, I picked Raw. Who do you pick? Raw. Raw. I mean, yeah. Shane McMahon is on the team, and yeah, the last time Shane McMahon was on the Survivor Series team, he was the first one eliminated. <laughs> I think that was, was that last year? Was he on the team last year, Sam Spade? I, think I don't he think was. he was on the team last year. It, well, the match that I'm thinking of was, um, it was hell, it was the, uh, invasion thing. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, well, he was on the team in 2016, too, but he got taken out because Roman speared him, uh, cut him in half with one of them spears. Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember he, he, he decapitated that dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was, now that, I, I give Shane credit for that one because he, yeah. So yeah, that spear was just nasty. Yeah, it was. Since we're talking about him, our favorite Universal Champion, I guess it's time to get into the champion versus champion match. Yeah, Gary Legohead. Yeah, got Brock Lesnar on one side, and we actually have surprisingly Daniel Bryan on the other side. Let's talk about the, what happened last night, Sam Spade on SmackDown. Oh boy, this is this is a dinger right here. Now, I don't know if anyone else caught this, but earlier in the night, I don't know if they actually said it on a broadcast or if they put it on WWE.com, but earlier in the night. They immediately said that um, Miz was the sole captain as opposed to him and Daniel Bryan being co-captain. Yeah, I caught that. 
So that pretty much gave away the fact that Daniel Bryan was going to win. To clear it up, uh, the show starts off with AJ Styles in the ring, and he's talking about getting another shot with Brock Lesnar. And then out comes who other than Paul Heyman, who starts talking about... (laughs) Who starts talking about Daniel Bryan being better than AJ Styles. And then AJ starts talking about how he respects Daniel. And then this is what I don't get. Daniel Bryan comes storming to the ring... And starts talking about, oh, don't you speak on my name. And all this stuff. stuff. Even if they're complimenting him, though. Like, I don't see how he was disrespected in that in that form. And then Daniel Bryan just flips out. And then the brawl. And he starts wailing on AJ Styles. And then we got a brawl going on. No, I don't. That was just odd to me. You know, I don't. I don't. I think that well, they're starting this crazy gimmick with Daniel Bryan. I think that's what they're doing. You know, he's going to start acting like he's, you know, kind of got a screw loose something up there because I don't see where he got disrespected. You know, he's he's a hothead, in my opinion. And then that leads to a WWE title match in the main event, which Daniel Bryan cheats to win with the low blow. And then the knee and then attacks him afterwards. So, of course, everybody on the internet's going insane. Oh, heel Daniel, we can't wait. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, his heel persona is what got him over in the first place. Oh, I'm not going to lie with you there. Back back then, yeah, Daniel Bryan was, you know, when he was doing the yes, no thing. Yeah, I feel you on that one. His heel persona did get him over over in that. Yep. And, you know, one thing about Daniel Bryan that I like is that his moveset doesn't really change when he's from face or heel. Doesn't really change. Mm-hmm. So you'll still pretty much see the same things. So that's good. And <clears throat> going a little deeper into it, I think they did it like that. Because I'm not going to lie, in the beginning when they when he came out and he started going off about them giving him compliments, it made no sense. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. But then, as you saw how he won the match, it all kind of made sense. It was just, you know, I guess they were trying to demonstrate what he'll have to do. Because remember, he is facing Brock Lesnar this Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, and not going to lie, seeing AJ Styles, you know, you know, try to get that W back, even though it probably would have been futile. futile <laughs> but it would have been nice to see that. But on the other hand, you know, Daniel Bryan has been clamoring to fight Brock Lesnar for a while now. Ooh, I'm glad you brought that up. Because you remember when he was a general manager and he's talking about how Lesnar does this and Lesnar never shows up that. And you know, he was basically saying that, you know, he would like to have him back for Brock Lesnar. At least that's why I saw it. Yep. You know, and I'm glad that it's finally going to happen. It's time for Daniel Bryan to get in there with Brock Lesnar and let's see what what's going to happen, you know? Now, I'm going to throw some, some more controversy out there, although this one might not be as dangerous as what I said earlier. Yeah, because you want to fuck him up on it. <laughs> I actually think that this match happened because of what happened to Becky Lynch. Why do you say that? Because... I truly believe that had Becky not been injured and none of that happened, the main event would have been Becky versus Ronda. That would have been the main event. Mm-hmm. Now, now that now that Charlotte has been has replaced Becky, 
it's still a higher, it's still a high caliber match. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but because there's literally no build up to it, and it's literally just a swapping place. Yeah, I would say it's not a champion versus champion match anymore. Well, there's and there's, and there's, and there's that too. So now it's not even. It may not even be a co-main event. It might be the third to last match. Yeah. So now you have to put something on that people want to see as a main event. Mm-hmm. And as good as AJ Styles is, he's main evented like the last thirty pay per views. Yeah. Damn near. I think it is time to get some fresh blood. I, I see what you're saying, Sam Spade. Yeah, so now they, so now they, they, they went on here, you know, in order for Daniel Bryan to fight Brock, we got to let AJ drop the strap. And I mm-hmm. thought that the timing on that was pretty stupid because a lot of people believe that they were making AJ Styles out to break CM Punk's record. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think that I would have as much of a problem with it if there was a build-up to it, okay? I don't really think that there was a real build-up to this happening. It's the same way it happened last year, you know? Yep, it, exactly, the exact same thing that happened yeah. last year. But but to be fair, I think last year was kind of needed, okay? Because no disrespect to Jinder Mahal, you know, I could kind of rock with the modern-day Maharaja but him and Lesnar probably wouldn't have been a very good match, especially not the champion versus champion match. Not Shanti, Ashanti. Shanti, <laughs> yeah. I love Alicia Fox, man. I did not know she was that damn tall, though. Yeah, uh, Fox, he's uh, pretty lanky. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that uh, that was, that match would have been a very good champion versus champion match. So I think that they had No, no to... it, it would have been horrible. I still would have paid the fee just to see... Gender try to do something. Mm-hmm. He might get like one power slam in. Yeah. The whole match. Yeah. You know, but that not you know I totally understand why they say okay let's let's throw AJ in there instead. Yeah, yeah but give him a much better match. But this match, I don't think that 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 applies. I mean. AJ had this redemption storyline going on, and Brock is the only person that AJ Styles has not been able to to defeat in the past year, you know? Well, even though Daniel Bryan cheated, they're now one and one, so they got to finish that out, too. Yeah, they're going to finish it eventually. I was just happy to, I was just kind of looking forward to seeing the rematch. But to be honest with you, I think we got a taste of what would have been on Raw this past Monday when Brock Lesnar showed up and Paul Heyman's giving his promo, and then out comes Jinder Mahal and the the Singh brothers. <laughs> Yeah. That was that was, that was pretty funny. Not gonna lie, that was pretty damn yeah. funny. Lesnar doing the cause uh Ginger comes out and he's giving his meditation thing and Brock calls him into the ring and they're doing their deep breathing exercises and then Brock just starts going ham on him. He's suplexing the sings and then he F fives Ginger Mahal. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we did get it. So we did get to see them interact, you know, because we didn't get to see that last year. But uh, your pick, sir. Oh, that's gonna be a tough one because if anybody could like legit beat Brock Lesnar, now when I say legit, I don't mean like USC legit. I mean mm-hmm. like believably legit beat him. Mm-hmm. It would be either AJ or Daniel Bryan, right. you know, because if you because you think about it, Roman Reigns hasn't done it. Even though technically he should have won that title back, uh, I forget what event that was when he got speared mm-hmm. through, or he yeah, got speared through the yeah, cage and he landed yeah, first. Yeah, the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, that, yeah. That was, 
way back in Rumble? Yeah, okay. back in April when they speared each other through the cage and, you know, Roman, they say Roman's feet hit and I, I think I saw one of his feet, one of his feet on the apron though, so that might have been a, a, call, a judgment call by the referee, but uh, yeah, I see what you're saying there, so. Uh, so that, there's that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then also there's Strowman, you know, who hasn't beaten him yet. So they're probably going to let it be something along the lines of, you know, like a little guy that actually has skill skill to actually do it. Yeah. Now, as intriguing, like I said earlier, as intriguing as the rematch would have been, I think I like this a little bit more because it's fresh. You know, Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan has actually said he wanted to fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock knows this is going to be a challenge. Even Paul Heyman went so far to say that Daniel Bryan is the greatest competitor Brock has ever faced. So, yep, yeah. Everyone... So Paul, did, Paul, Paul Heyman did enough, pro, or he did as much promoting of the match as he could, considering there was literally no build-up to it whatsoever, which right. is why he came out in the beginning of the show to set all of that up. Yeah. I, for one, have learned to stop betting against Brock Lesnar... And he is the Raw uh, Heavyweight Universal Champion, and I'm backing Raw this year like I do almost every year, so I'm going with Lesnar. I hope Lesnar F5s the you-know-what out of Daniel Bryan, but that's just me. Uh, that sounds like some hater talk right there, but... Whatever, Sam Spade. I'm, I'm not I a hater. Lesner only because I don't really see him losing a match that... Outside of it being bragging rights, only really having repercussions. So, mm-hmm. I mean, now had it been like a title for title type of match, then I might be a little swayed to go a little different. Yeah, I mean, but at this I, point, it's just bragging rights. So, am I a Lesnar fan? No. Yeah, I do prefer Daniel Bryan, but I just <clears> think that this whole thing—it was just kind of done off the fly, you know. And it's kind of a recycle thing of what they did last year, you know. I'm not exactly jumping up and down about it, but that's just me. So, yeah, I'm going with Lesnar this year. All right, Sam Spade. Uh, not, not you lie, I would love to see Lesnar go to UFC with the title and lose to Daniel Cormier, and then he become the universal champion. That would be the greatest shit great. ever. I love DC so much, and seeing him knock Lesnar out would be awesome. But, all right, Sam Spade, time is kind of winding down here. Do you want to get into a little bit of real shit before we get off? Oh, of course. We always got to do real shit. I'm going to make it nice and sweet this time. But it does have to be said. So, everybody, well, not everybody, but quite a few people on the Internet are running around saying Nia should have been punished for this and she's still green and, you know, all this other stuff because of the hit she gave Becky Lynch on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll admit that, you know, it looked awkward as hell. You know, like I said, we don't really know what led up to it. it to, to me, it was a freak accident. It just so happens that this freak accident put Survivor Series in a really big pickle. Because mm-hmm. quite a few matches were affected by that one action. But, I, you know, and then I also remember when Paige got... Um, put on the shelf permanently due to Sasha Banks' accident. People were going all over Sasha Banks. and yeah. what, What's the other most recent one everybody was going ham over? Uh, was it Brie Bella and Liv Morgan? Yeah, yeah, the botch mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's botch mode. Everybody was going ham about that. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie, I was one of the few people at first that said, you know, 
Bree needed to go back and retrain because she was doing way too many botches in a row. But I'm also a purveyor of, you know, accidents do happen. When you're in a situation like physicality all the time, you know, as scripted as wrestling is, it can get out of hand and it can, you know, shit can happen. You know, all I'm saying is don't take it for more than what it really is. Yes, it's basically the scramble season because they have to, you know, fix the card and make it worth the money that everybody can put out for it already. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, accidents do happen. I mean, get off your high horse and enjoy <laughs> the goddamn show. I mean, to be honest with you, I was really looking forward to this match. And, you know, I'm a big Becky Lynch supporter, but I would never. You know, going and on bashing Nia Jax about this. Because as you said, accidents do happen. You know, this ain't ballet, folks. As they say, <laughs> things things come, things happen. Especially in chaotic situations. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't chaotic in there. You know what I'm saying, Sam Spade? Yeah, you know, all the arms flying around, flailing, you know. Though they've done this type of thing before and nothing like that's happened before. You know, but, you know... Like I said, accidents happen, you know. Now, I personally believe that a lot of people are going at Nia simply because it's Becky. Right. That's another thing. Like, you wouldn't care so much if it was not Becky Lynch. You know, Becky's pretty hot and she's got all the fans behind her. I doubt people would be all as much as as, uh, up in arms if it wasn't Becky. I mean, we hate to see an accident happen to anybody, but... I don't think there would be that 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 much of an uproar if it was not Becky Lynch right now. Like you don't see, like I don't know who actually put Alexa Bliss on the shelf or was it herself by accident. Mm-hmm. But um, nobody's going at whoever did that to her. Yeah, I see you. And and Alexa Bliss is probably the third most beloved female in the WWE behind Rousey and Lynch. I wouldn't say that. I mean, she gets her fair. She gets her fair amount of a uh, of hate. You know, I've seen online and stuff. I think she's pretty talented myself, but that's just me. Well, when I say beloved, I should probably, probably shouldn't have said the word beloved. But mm-hmm. my definition in this particular conversation of beloved is like crowd reaction, whether it be boos or cheers. It's yeah. pure crowd reaction. She definitely gets the boos. People can't see She, she gets a lot of reactions. <laughs> yeah, she gets reactions. That's why reactions. she's third best at doing it behind Rhonda and Becky. Mm-hmm. You know, now, what? Now this is what I'm going to find really ridiculous. They're going to be cheering the shit out of Charlotte, even though they literally was booing her up until she got chosen last night. Yeah, I see that. And this is another thing I didn't understand either. You know, when she, when Becky walked in front of each person, Oscar got the biggest pop ever. Yeah, people, people, that's because, you know, I think people on there, I think us as fans, we want to see what Oscar can do. And I'm going to be Oscar's biggest supporter, but I would not have been opposed to her getting this match too. You know, she's, she's, you know, she has kind of got pushed to the back for a little while now. And, you know, let's see what her and Ronda I mean, could do. It's like, okay, she came off on the NXT undefeated, got up to the main roster and stayed undefeated until she first lost to Charlotte, then took two bad L's to Carmella. Yeah, they did. I'm not gonna lie to you. They did kind of killer, killer momentum. I mean, it's it, almost it, completely it destroyed dead, her momentum. Yeah, and that's nothing against Carmella because Carmella has actually grown into something of a really 
entertaining character. I like Carmella. I do. I like the dance break move she does. It looks so goofy, but she works it though. Her and True for comedy gold. Now man. that was that that was a pairing I never thought would I would think would ever work. And with I Carmella love it so home, much. Yeah, I see. I also got to remember this is the same guy that got an invisible dude over. So, <laughs> Jimmy. But uh, hey, yo, we're uh, kind of well, running out. Before we go, I want to get pulled. Since we're on the subject of little Jimmy, I want you guys to YouTube the clip where Triple H and R Truth were going back and forth. It is one of the most most retarded, but one of the great, craziest, and funniest um, promos in history. They're both talking to little Jimmy. They're both getting mad at the other one for doing it. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything you want to say, Marcel Spade, before we get off of here? Uh, Survivor Series is going to be entertaining, but I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm really looking forward to Survivor Series. It should be so awesome. And we're also really looking forward to having you back on here right after Survivor Series to cover our Survivor Series episode. Art oh, will be I back will with us. be there. Well, yeah. This is definitely going down this weekend, baby. Takeover, Survivor Series. Oh, right. And then there's Takeover. Oh, I yeah, forgot. Takeover Saturday night. Yeah, oh, my God. That's going to be pretty awesome, too. All right. This has been another episode of the Sons of Legends. I'm MJ Gunner. Sam Spade. Stay real, bitches. All right. We gone. See ya.